live. Welcome back. <laughs> Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I am your host, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is my co-host, Joe DeLeon. Man, we are back. College football is back. Thought it was a good day. I'm sure you had more fun than, than most being a Notre Dame man, but it was a great and fun day of college football. Yes, yes, and it was great that I got to watch the Fighting Irish play ahead of some of these other teams. Oh, man, it was in, un, insufferable on Twitter. Insufferable on Twitter for you were Notre Dame. Yes. I, I was, I was, but the, the funny part on both sides, it was, it was those that were like me that were overly optimistic, which I freaking love it. Like, I'm part of that, that group. And then it was those that were extremely pessimistic. There was no in-between. It was a horribly toxic situation, but – I'm happy, man. We've got the best-looking quarterback in college football. We've got the best-looking head coach. We're winning football games already. We're 1-0 to start the season for the first time uh, in a, what feels like a long time. Go Irish, baby. Okay, first off, you don't have the best-looking quarterback. Who's better looking than Sam Hartman? Literally everybody on planet Earth. Stop it. Pull up a picture of Sam Hartman. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't actually. I'm, I'm joking, but I think that most would agree with me that Sam Hartman is – is the most okay? I'm, I'm distracting here. Nonetheless, though, and we've got stuff to talk about with Notre Dame and their offense, and them putting up 42 points, which was in line with what we talked about on Wednesday. I do think there was a lot to be desired, but then a lot left on the table from Notre Dame. We'll talk about that. Look, Navy is not a good team. You did play Navy, but you did what you probably should have done. Okay, mm-hmm. there are co- some concerns I have with them. We'll see as this season progresses if they're able to fix some of those. Navy's a very difficult team. A triple option team's a very difficult team uh, to scheme for at times. you got to be really disciplined. I mean, you had one of your linebackers that was out on the edge playing corner technically. So it was not a fun – it's not a fun matchup when you have to play a triple triple option team. The clock no. ran down really quickly with the new rules because of it, but you still, still did put up 42 points. USC takes down San Jose State. Joe, we'll, uh, we'll play the clip. <clears throat> from earlier this week of both of us talking about it. But USC to me right now, I, I mean, it, so here's here's the problem that we have. It's difficult to say that they won't be a playoff team, but defensively, they're just not good, man. They're, they are not good enough, in my opinion, to, to be a playoff team. At, at least you can't, you can't look like that against a group of five opponent, in my opinion. No, absolutely not. And, and actually, this it, it went ex- exactly in line with what we said in the, the clip we're going to play with everything that we talked about on the Wednesday show, that you're playing a G5 team and you have the opportunity to basically just move past the game, win the game, play well. But instead, they've created question marks. We're going to explain and break down what those concerns are, what we saw during the game that is leading us to that conclusion but that team's not a playoff team. What is going to happen when you play the top four teams in the country and when you play the top teams in your conference? If you can't tackle, you're going to lose important games. Zachariah Branch had a good game with the kick return, and then he had a touchdown. We'll talk about him as well, but I agree defensively they looked horrendous. Uh, look, we we there was a lot of people this week def- who cover Hawaii that said that they would be much more improved with a lot of people returning, they did look uh, better than they did a year ago, but A.J. Swan did go 19 of 30 for 258 yards and three touchdowns. Mm. Vandy off to a 1-0 start in back-to-back years. I would love to know the last time that Vandy has been 1-0 in back-to-back seasons, but good for them. We'll also talk about we had our picks. 
I went five and zero on my picks. You went four and one, but a long season, but good to be on the undefeated track because I mean, this just goes to show, Joe. I am a college football savant, and you're okay. just a step behind. Okay, okay. By the I, one. I have to bring this up. Our uh, uh, colleague Cam Rogers, who is a, a betting betting expert, um, I have to bring this up. He had I didn't see all of his picks from this weekend, but two of his picks were hilariously wrong. They were so wrong. Who did who, 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 he pick? He picked. Um, USC to cover 30 points. They only won by 28. And then he picked <laughs> Navy to cover uh, at 20 points, and they lost by 39 or whatever the final score was. So if anyone's looking yeah. for an auto-fade, Cam Rogers, look him up on Twitter. He is the perfect auto-fade for the season. There's no bigger auto-fade the, in the history of the planet Earth than when this man says what you should and shouldn't bring to a barbecue. I mean, that should be the criteria. This man said salmon. This man said salmon one time to a barbecue, Joe. To a barbecue. And then asked me what I thought about it. You know what I told him? I was like, you need to be put in a mental institution. They do it differently in New Hampshire. Just a, just That's a where he's from, vibe. New Hampshire? Yeah, it's from New Hampshire. Salmon? But salmon. Yeah, I mean, it, may, it, it probably, makes sense. He probably puts salt and pepper on this food and goes, ooh, that's spicy. <laughs> All right, we don't need to be mean to Cam. We don't need to be. <laughs> okay. So we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll break down week zero. Joe, at the end, we'll preview because we'll talk tomorrow on our show. We'll break down week one. So a lot of big-time matchup college football is here, so we'll have a lot of football to talk about. So yep. let's go ahead and break down this week zero. We'll start off with Notre Dame and Navy. But before we do that, everybody do us a favor, though, by hitting the like and share if you're on Facebook. So many of you continue to follow us on the Rafino Joe Show, watching us on AYS on Facebook. Like, subscribe, or you can't subscribe on Facebook, but like, share, share to those groups, share to your social media pages. If you're on YouTube, you can. Help us out. Does us a big favor when you hit that like button, you hit that subscribe button as well. Hit the notification bell, too, for all of our video and content. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're watching us on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. So about our good friends, though, over at betonline.ag. Did hit my parlay on betonline yesterday. Uh, yep. Put a little. I was put, one in four, by the way. On you're one in four. Well, I told you that if you pick these five teams and put uh, put it in a parlay, you'll probably win an extra $200, and your boy did. So I, I just, you know, <sighs> at some point you're going to start listening to me. I won't. I uh, refuse. That, yeah, you probably shouldn't. All right, don't let me don't let me overbrag myself. Let's talk about our good friends though over at betonline.ag. We're right back. Let's break down week zero and preview into week one. Stay with us. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're back. 
Texas isn't. Uh, Joe, let me start off by saying one thing, okay, before we get rolling into week zero. I say this every single year, and I will continue to say it. Yep. When you go to an X's and O's standpoint, I do like Desmond Howard a lot. He knows what he's seen. He played in the NFL. The dude, if you just sit there and listen to him, he knows what he's doing. Yesterday, though, he picked Brock Bowers to win the Heisman. He picked Brock Bowers to win the Heisman. He picked Brock Bowers to win the Heisman. I mean, if there's a non-quarterback who no, wins it. Brock Bowers is not winning the Heisman. I know, I know. And I, I, I will I, give you every I will give you every dollar in my bank account at the end of the year, whatever's left in it after Christmas. So it might not be that much with two kids. But I will give you every single penny in my bank account. A tight end is not winning the Heisman. He would need to go for like He'd have 1,500 yards and, like, 20 touchdowns, like something but Joe, insane. He but he won't do that. Exactly. I think a tight end has won it before. Well, sure. Before World War II started, yes, tight ends yeah. have won. But the, you know what they also did? Play defense. Okay? So, uh, Desmond, buddy. Like, they fired David Pollock, but, oh, let's keep Desmond Howard. Anyway. The, the one person who's won it is uh, Leon Hart. Former Notre Dame tight end. Go Irish. Of course. Of course. That's why I knew that. Why, why, of, of course. All right. <laughs> I guess that's a great way to, to transition here into week zero. Notre Dame and Navy kicked off week zero game one of the opening game of college football. Joe, listen. Did what they needed to do. Okay. You beat a team that you're supposed to beat by well more than 20 points. You beat them by, what, 39. Okay, you dominated on the line of scrimmage. There are a couple things that I love watching a team like Notre Dame when you oppose your will. It's a very tough way to play. You're not historically, you don't do a lot like that, like meaning you don't score a lot, 42 points when you tick, 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 constantly running the football against another a triple option team that runs the football. They look good. Sam Hartman looked really good. You cannot debate that he looked good for Notre Dame. Here's the problem I have in, in week one. I still don't think they're explosive enough on the outside. I know that that Jaden Greathouse had three catches, 68 yards, two touchdowns. He looked good. But they look slow on the outside, man. And if you get into a place where you get into a shootout, all right, okay. Everything I thought about Notre Dame this year is I saw – I still think they're going to be a good team. I think they're better coached than they were a year ago because now it's a year two under Marcus Freeman. But the problem you have with that is they look, they did exactly what they needed to do. The last thing for me, what are they doing? Joe, they are legitimately two catches away from that from that game being 14, 14 all. Okay. You getting burned and both the receivers running into each other. That yeah. should have been a touchdown. And then later in the game, two drop passes, okay, that would have gone for six. What was that DB unit doing? That's really it. If it, That's not a lot to have to say, okay, well, this is horrible. They look pretty good. I'm going to tell you something, though, but as of right now, they're still going to have to show me a little bit more before they take on Ohio State that I think that they can beat them. Now, I know that you hate that. They're going to have to show me a little bit more. 
offensively in explosiveness. Look, I don't disagree that there are there's still more that needs to be shown to us, and I think that they had that expectation that they wouldn't need to really give that much exposure to I their agree. full folds of their offense in this game because Navy wasn't going to be a difficult opponent. I tweeted this out. I said this. Notre Dame haters love to point out it was just Navy. I don't think you're doing that. There's people in the chat doing that right now. And right now, there were people on Twitter doing that yesterday on Saturday, talking about all this, saying that oh, you beat Navy. Why are you acting like you just won the Super Bowl? None of us think that just because we beat Navy the way that we did and we dominated them means we're going on to win a national championship. That's not going to happen. And this isn't directed at you. This is just directed in general. You can direct it at me all you want to. But I'm not. Truth, I'm you, not. Know, I, you know I'm going to fight back. My yeah. point is, is that we said coming into the game, we just need to see some, see some positives. We need to see activity from the receivers, involvement from the receivers, Sam Hartman doing his thing and understanding how to read the defense in front of him. It's like playing a preseason game. It's playing a preseason game. It is a warm-up game. Everybody has these light warm-up games on their schedule. They used it to their advantage, and they prepared themselves for when they have to play difficult opponents. Their next game against Tennessee State is another warm-up. They're going to do a lot of the same crap. I promise you this, though, Blake. If this was last year, they're not scoring 42 points. They barely beat a 3-7 and seven Navy team last year when Tommy Reese was the offensive coordinator and Drew Pine was the starting quarterback. Sam Hartman and Jared Parker are massive steps forward. Massive. There is a significant gap between last year and this year. I do, I will say this, I think that there maybe needs to be, um, as you're talking about, like is there a speedier guy that can come up and step up to the, to the plate in this receiver group? I'm still happy with the results from some of these players like Great House that you talked about. Jaden Thomas looked pretty good on some of the plays that he had. Uh, Chris Tyree, who is a converted running back to gotta a receiver. Catch, gotta catch those two passes, though. He had two massive drops. He cannot. Yes. He, you cannot have that, though. The last thing I will add on this, I think that we didn't, and I said this at the beginning, we didn't really see what this passing attack is fully capable of. Because in the third quarter, they very visibly pulled back the reins. They very clearly tried not to put up 60 points on them. They were never going to do that. They're not going to do that against the Naval Academy. It's just not that type of opponent. Well, let me start off by saying, and Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, to Michael's point, I never said they were slow. I never no, said he's saying that to, he's saying that to my he's saying that to my point that like we need oh. like a speedier guy to step up. That's the well, point you is, do. is that well, you do. Yeah. They made plays, but like we need those guys to have, you know, like a 50 yard gain. Like we need those guys to, with their speed to stretch a defense. We still haven't really seen that. Here's the, here's the problem that I had. I get your game plan. And mm -hmm. Joe, quite honestly, I get the point that you just wanted to run the football, dominate, do some things, get out of there. Okay. You know what the best way to take those lot, to, to, to get those reps in though from the passing game? Doing it in a game. I hate, and this is not like geared at just Notre Dame this Saturday. This okay. is around college football when it happens every single week. USC did it in the first half and then had to start opening it up a little bit. I hate when a team says, well, we're just going to run a couple of these plays here. We're going to run the football and then we're going to get out of there. No, we've seen explosive offenses. Joe, what do they do? We saw last year with – 
Tennessee. We saw last or, or, or 2019, 2020 LSU and Alabama. Joe, it didn't matter who they were playing. You uh-huh. gonna catch these hands. You gonna catch this passing game. Twenty three attempts is not enough. You gotta get in live reps. You have to start opening things up. Joe, the last so I wrote this down. Okay. okay. In the third quarter, when they had a third down or second down and long, they ran three straight out routes to number 80, whatever his name was. Joe, let's open this baby up. I know that they're giving it to you, and I know Sam Hartman's hitting it, but you're going to have to, at some point, be able to open it up completely. Now, maybe next week they go home. Maybe it's because you're in Ireland. Maybe that's the game plan. But like me and you texted yesterday, what in the outright F are you doing running estimate with four minutes left to go on the clock and you're up by 39? Why, that, yeah, why that was. That? So, what that didn't make any sense to me. believe, what was your outright game plan? I still think that's a, that part of it is a growing pain for Marcus Freeman. You mm-hmm. cannot run arguably the best back in college football. You're up 39. And, Joe, when we texted this, they were like, man, you better get him out of there. What are we doing? What what, what are you doing there? You're going to – look, I know that you think that they can beat Ohio State. Sounds good. We haven't I still seen, stand you know, by that. We, we have not seen Ohio State. You won't be able to run the football against better teams the way that you did. You're going to have to open it up. For you to beat a team like Ohio State, for you to beat a team like USC, hold on. Ultimately, because both teams are going to get theirs, and you know that. Ohio State's not going to stuck offensively. Neither is USC. You're going to have to open it up. And so if there's one thing that I'm nitpicking about, and I am Joe nitpicking, okay, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to do? Say, oh, they, they look fantastic. They look great against an inferior opponent. Okay, well, yeah, they did. They did what they were supposed to. But you know and I know to win and be where Notre Dame fans think that they should be, you cannot just have 23 passing attempts with Sam Hartman. Oh, we ran the football. We ran the clock. Get up on the line. Run a quick slant. Don't take every God-given second that you need to. Show some aggressiveness. Because like I told you, if you want to change the guard, if Marcus Freeman wants to say, this is my team, don't do like what Brian Kelly did. That was the most Brian Kelly win I've seen of all time. No, if and that I was a Brian Kelly win, they would have they would have only beaten them by 15. Notre Dame always played oh, down stop. to Navy. They always me. played down to Navy under Brian Kelly. Well, they he always loves did. He loves it. I mean, LSU's playing the service academy for the first time. <laughs> it's the first time in like 10 years. So, are yeah, they? he does love the service. Who are they playing? They're playing Army. Oh, that's going to be fun. Oh, I promise you. I pro- oh, oh, man, I didn't even know that they were playing Army. Oh, my God, I'm going to be so insufferable on this show when they play Army, Blake. You don't understand. We're going we're gonna to save that. Um, to the point about Estimate being in the game late, I didn't really get that because one of the biggest boasting points this whole offseason for Notre Dame that like we almost didn't even talk about is that they have all of these running backs behind Estimate who – you mentioned is one of the best running backs in college football. Is he when not? He, gets a, he is. He is. But then we've got a, a, a backfield loaded with guys. It's so loaded. That's what led Logan Diggs to hopping in the transfer portal. Jeremiah Love only got four carries. I thought we were going to get a little bit more from him. There are a lot of dudes in that running back room that could have gotten carries at the end of the game. That was 
confusing for me. I don't know if that's because Steven Jelly was in the game and that they thought, hey, let's get somebody he's comfortable with that he can trust to hand the ball off and there's no messed up exchanges. But I push back on the point that you're talking about, like let's open things up against Navy. They knew coming into the game, which happened during this game, that their offensive line, which is a top three offensive line in college football, was going to beat the shit out of Navy. They weren't going to have any trouble with Navy, and they blew them off the ball every single snap. They could have rushed for 400 yards if they wanted to, but they chose not to. As soon as they realized that this was accomplishable, they took their time on offense. They took a couple shots. They had a couple nice plays, but they're not going to expose their entire capabilities for the most important game of the season being Ohio State. And NC State's another really important game that they have before that that's going to be a difficult opponent. I just, I think that they will be fine. They will be completely fine after that game. I think that there is still more to come. That's my main reason why I am optimistic for Notre Dame in 2023 is I think that that was half of what they're capable of doing. Well, so I we do agree, though, that we need to see them open it, open things up, right? Like you agree with that. They they do, and I think that they can. They just chose not to. But what's the logic behind that? Because you're playing like, Navy, you're in Ireland. So it doesn't matter. They, who you're they were playing, kicking though. the shit out of them in from the first drive to the. They were immediately dominating them. Like it didn't take any effort. Yeah, for that them first to, to drive, the dude. They got absolutely clapped up front. One thing that I I will say, okay, I I. I'm not going to say this is the best offensive line they've had, but my Jesus, okay, they dominating somebody's dominating somebody. Yeah. Now, I agree with you. You're in Ireland. You're playing Navy. I get all that. But if we're sitting here week three, week four, and you're still not doing it, okay, well, then it's a game plan, right? Like, then it's a game plan. Let me ask you this, though. I, actually, this is not so much a question, but more of a statement. I'm not so worried if they don't have a different approach than the one that they had against Navy the because I, I, I would run be, the ball and throw the ball when you need to. I would be because do last no, year. you're not because you're not go- look, this is for every team. Mm-hmm. This goes for Georgia, this goes for Duquesne State. Okay. There's gonna be a week, maybe even two, where defensively you're not there. It happens to everybody. Literally, it happens to everybody. The best teams that we've seen the last five seasons, we've seen multiple weeks where defensively they sucked. Okay? We've seen the best defense arguably in the last 10 years, Georgia, get their ass spanked and get in a shootout, right? 2021 and then Ohio State, they started getting spanked all around the place. Would Mm -hmm. you agree with that? At some point, you can beat the navies. You can beat Joe probably 90% of the teams that you're going to play doing exactly that. The teams that you need to beat to get to the playoff and win a natty, you have to open things up. That is the bottom line. Because if you think that you're going to stop USC, with Joe, by the way, if you think that Navy, whatever you want to call them, wide receiver core, H-backs, whatever, can get deep in man-to-man coverage on that same Notre Dame DB, Morrison. Twice it happened. Okay? And Cam Hart. And Cam Hart. If you mean to tell me that Zachariah Branch ain't going to eat that ass up, you're wrong, and you know that that's an issue. So 
if you if you have those issues, you got to prepare yourself to get in shootouts. You have to prepare yourself. Joe, you know what I would have loved? Let me tell you uh, what I would have loved. I would have I would have praised. I would have come out here on this show and praised Marcus Freeman if they would have won 35 to 3 and this would have happened. Throw the ball 12, 15 straight times. Get your all, but they don't need to do it. This isn't the the spread so style the Brian play? Kelly oh, team that we're used to. When's the last time to? you've won a natty? Nineteen eighty eight. Why? Joe, statistically, hold on. I have it somewhere in here in my office. Okay, and I'm they're, gonna find they're it. They're a they're a Joe, pro style team. They're not. So is Georgia. So is Georgia. And you know what Georgia would do against the Rudy Poo teams? That's what I'm what? looking for. Go whoa, look at whoa, the box scores and watch Sam and watch Bennett, Stetson Bennett from a year ago, go out there against Rudy Pooh State. You called him the school of the blind. Watch him go out there and throw it 12 straight times to get him ready for when Ohio well, I, State comes into town. Hold on. Okay. For when Ohio State comes into town and you got to go in the fourth quarter and win. That's how against you win State National last Finals. year. They, they played the crap against Kent State. And somebody pointed that out to me, actually, on one of my videos that I published the team, yesterday. The times that they did not do it. You're right. So you mean to tell me the times that they didn't do it, they looked like shit. Yeah. Thank you for making my point. But I don't know if that so much makes your point, but, like, I, what okay. I'm getting is that they don't need to spread the ball out. I, I bet you I bet you that if they do get into that situation where there, it is a little bit more of a shootout with Devin Brown and Ohio State or – NC State's actually going to be possibly one of the first opportunities to get a passing attack implemented because Brendan Armstrong is a, a quality veteran quarterback in college football who can throw the ball. I, we'll get some more exposure to it then. They're not going to do it against Navy. They're not going to do it against Tennessee State. And they're not going to do it against Central Michigan. If you run the ball, you dominate the line of scrimmage, get in and out of there, have juice, don't come out flat like they did last season, I'm fine with it. It's a step forward. It's so much better than last year. I actually feel confident. There wasn't a single game last year where I feel confident. That's my big thing. Okay. <laughs> I'm just last just saying. Okay. You're gonna get to a place where you need it, you need to light things up on the scoreboard. And if you hadn't done it yet all season, to where you got it, like you cannot keep running the football, getting three and four yards. You're down by 10, okay? It's not going to work that way. You can't – the first time that you do it cannot be against a good opponent. It just it, – it can't be, okay? That's what what I believe. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Want to transition to USC here? Yeah, speaking of a bad opponent. They're not a bad opponent. They're just not a playoff team. No. Well, All I'm right. talking about San Jose State. I'm not, That's what I'm referring to. All right, so listen, we just let me just play this. Let's just play it. So play this it, is our thoughts it. on Wednesday about USC. Joe, the only reason why USC will not make the playoff. You ready? Mm -hmm. Alex Grinch didn't get fired in the offseason. Jim Leonard is not the defensive coordinator at USC. That's the reason why yes. they won't win a national championship or make a playoff. It has <laughs> nothing to do with Caleb. It has nothing to do with Lincoln. It has nothing to do with any of that. It comes down to one thing and one thing only, defense and Alex Grinch. And that's my whole point that I'm talking about here where they're going to beat San Jose State. We're not worried about San Jose State as an opponent. But it's what can we take away from the performance 
is this a game where everybody shows up and they're looking past the opponent and they're not rallying to the football? They're not uh, <laughs> flying all over the field to make plays. They're not excited to hit people. They're not juiced up for this opportunity to put a lesser opponent in the dirt. Or are they going to coast defensively and allow Siobhan Cordero and this offense to score touchdowns that they shouldn't be scoring? This game should be a shutout. It was so spot on. That was so, so freaking that spot was on. us on Wednesday. Joe, I gotta I'm gonna brag on us. I'm gonna brag Ooh. on us. Joe, defensively, they they're they are not good. No. They are not good enough. That, so now I'm supposed to come in here each and every week. Okay. Look, you know what this tells me too? I'm probably not gonna ever bet against or bet for USC. Joe, do you mean to tell me Washington, Oregon, Utah, whoever it may be that goes up against USC that it, they're going to have less amount of success than what San Jose State did? Giving up third and 22s. So, look, the Conley kid, okay, they got run all over. Had six carries, 108 yards, okay? Defensively, they're not better, and they're not even remotely better. They didn't tackle well in space. They gave up multiple third, third and 15-plus to San Jose State. You talked about San Jose State's quarterback Wednesday. I'll give you a lot of credit there. They got lit up. And, yeah, they scored 56 points. Yeah, offensively, they look great. But I'm not going to take them seriously until Alex Grinch is out of that building. For those that last week on Wednesday's show, when I brought up Siobhan Cordero, were maybe smirking a little bit, being like, Siobhan Cordero, who the hell is that? Why are you bringing him up? I was so goddamn spot on by that point. I'm patting myself on the back here. He is elusive. He is hard to tackle. And if your defense is not well coached, it's not ready to play, you're going to give up long gains. Happened on third and 22. You're going to give up long touchdown passes on scrambles, which happened right before the half. Again, they beat San Jose State. But the mistakes that they made, the big plays that they allowed, are indicators of what's going to happen when you play against two guys specifically that are two of the most uh, best improvisers in college football that have good arms that are veterans in Michael Penix and in Bo Nix. And what's going to happen when you play against J.J. McCarthy and Carson Beck and Devin Brown if you have to face any of those teams, Jaden Daniels, in the college football playoff if they somehow find a way to get there. For any USC fan that wants to make excuses and be like, oh, it's San Jose State, what is it? What does it matter? These games are more important than we want to give it credit for. I, we just talked about the importance of things to take away from Navy. There's importance to the fact that you couldn't freaking tackle in this game. That stuff will carry over. They brought in so many guys in the transfer portal. So many. USC fans tried to assure me that they were going to bring in the best talent. Everything was going to be perfectly fine. But it doesn't matter a damn thing when you've got the worst defensive coordinator in the Power Five who's calling plays for you. If you have a bad coach, you're not going to be prepared and you're going to lose stupid football games because you don't win shootouts. Isn't that what I just said about, about Notre Dame? Stop. Stop. No, 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 no. Those are completely completely different. Absolutely completely different. Stop. Pretty <laughs> sure. No, because Notre Dame's defense isn't the issue. That I said that you got to be able to win shootouts. Continue. I'm just not gonna. <laughs> stupid camera. Stupid auto. I need to turn right. the autofocus off this camera. Here's the problem, and I think I texted you this, or I texted yeah. somebody, but we talked throughout the day. Here's, I, 
here's what I just can't fathom. Joe, they, I mean, I'm going to round up two yards. San Jose State ran for 200 yards on USC. 200. With that being said, they only had, okay, let me make sure I'm, I'm reading this correctly. 16, so fifth, uh, 16, 25, 26, 27. So 27 carries, they had 200 yards. Like, it's at some point, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. all on Grinch either. I I look I watched that game again this morning. So I woke up, didn't have the Pac-12 network, had to wait till it hit YouTube, sitting in the living room this morning, drinking coffee, watching it, taking down notes. This is the first thing I wrote down for them defensively. My Jesus, how why are they getting pushed around up front? They got pushed around yeah. a little bit up front. Tackett Curtis, the kid from Louisiana, started at Will Linebacker, looked like he that kid just needs a search warrant because he can't find anything out there. Coverage, he is so lo- he is so lost, but he's a freshman. Right. Tom, you kind of expect that. You kind of expect that for a young You kind of expect it. But, Joe, it, the problem is they don't have time for him in some of these games to get experience. No. He's just going to have to be a, just out-athlete some things. It's why you didn't see Harold Perkins play week one against Florida State. It's why you don't see extremely talented freshmen – at linebacker come in and play, Joe, because it is so difficult when you don't have that experience. I don't have – look, offensively, we'll continue to talk about them all year. They look good. Zachariah Branch, that dude is more electric than anything that you'll plug into a wall. Electric boogie-woogie-woogie. The kid probably is going to have a 1,000 yards. He'll probably have double-digit touchdowns if he stays healthy. We saw the explosiveness that he has in the return game. My God, was is he a good land for them? They look good running the football too, Joe. And I'll give them that. The counter run, the double pull that they have, they look good offensively. I don't really have anything to say. They had some bad series, but, I mean, they still scored 56 points. Mm. Defensively, they are so bad that I, I if I'm a, if I am a USC fan or a Lincoln Riley fan, whatever, I am. What, what does Alex Grinch have on him? Does he have naked photos, you know, at a casino with prostitutes or something? Like, what's going on here? Why is Alex Grinch still employed? They have not – and, Joe, it would be one thing if Alex Grinch, this was his second year ever with Lincoln Riley. We've had this experience at Oklahoma with him. Well, I mean, I actually almost think the opposite there with that statement, that it almost – it makes sense why he's been given this much runway. That he's been around. I'm trying to look up what his he's his been total with background was. Four years. He has been with Lincoln at Oklahoma from 2019 to 2021, and then 21 to 2023, uh, or 2022 to 2023 at USC. Um, I don't think that there was any crossover before that. That's funny. He was a coach at New Hampshire. I hate New Hampshire so much. But to that point, it's like the. They're like, they must be the best buds ever, man. He must, he must be the like the greatest hangout, Alex Grinch. He must be a really fun time. I, that that's the only thing that that I can make sense of this. He just doesn't want to fire his buddy, which is stupid. And I think that the rational USC fans that I've encountered commenting on stuff are willing to understand that. Are willing to say, 
We should have fired the damn guy. The guy should have been fired. I just don't get the ones that are making the excuses for him because you're not going to win games with him calling that defense. You have so many talented players. There's so many good players on that team. Kalen Bullock is an athlete at safety. He's six foot three. He might be a four four athlete. He can cover the whole damn field. He's a ball hawk. He just added Anthony Lucas from Texas A&M. All of these talented players, and you can't tackle? You can't tackle? You can't play contain? That's simple football basics. Basics. Rallying to the football. Having a sense of pride. I don't see any of that on defense. Do you? I don't. I mean, the only thing that I saw was Jalen Smith all felt like he was all over the place. He had eight tackles in the game. Mm-hmm. Seven of them were solo. I mean, he was probably the best uh, thing that they had offensively. But you know what else I look at, Joe? Like, I was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe it felt as if that they were all over the place. Joe, they had a half a sack. They did not even get up to the quarterback. Barry Alexander had the one big-time play, but they gave him a half a sack. They couldn't even get after the quarterback. It I, was, was listening, I was listening to another show earlier that brought up a really good point. It's like they either have like serious penetration on one play, and that, those are the plays where they completely or shut they the ball got, down. Or the they line got dominated. Or they get blown off the ball. There's right. no in-between. There's no There's stay steady, gap sound defense. That's again, that's bad coaching. Like that's that means that your guys aren't prepared to to make plays on a consistent basis. I want to talk about though, you brought up Zachariah Branch. Look, I'm gonna call this a hot take or not. That is the best freshman in college football. I don't even need to see another freshman, true freshman. Uh, you need to wait. Come on, man. That was that was the, the touchdown that he had and the kickoff return that he had. I need to see something crazy from somebody else before I can push back on that statement because that was electric i'm i'm scared as a notre dame fan having to go up against him for the next i mean three years if Dante Moore starts at ucla and goes off then you won't say that i just don't know if a freshman quarterback can have that kind of a like kick return he scores 30 touchdowns and they go nine and three he's more impactful i don't i don't know if that's gonna happen though you don't know that it won't I think we're going to get more highlight plays, though, is my, is my whole point. Like, I, well, we're I going to get a lot of those this year. Well, Zachariah Branch, to your point, gives them, an, a, again, another weapon that Lincoln, you know, look, offensively, it, it's going to help them. And I, like I said, I think he's a kid that can have double-digit total touchdowns. I, I think they'll get creative with him. They might even – you know, I, I talked to somebody today. They might even put him in the backfield and let him carry, you know, the ball. Tavon Austin. To the outside, right? Like, let him do what he does. I agree he's a really good freshman. Um, he, he did some good things I thought was interesting. The only thing that they did with him, if you noticed, they got him out in the flat a lot and just got him mm-hmm. the ball and let him make plays. I thought that was pretty interesting. Let's see what happens when he opens it up. If we want to talk about some of the positives, though, Joe, which we do need to talk some about, yeah. about some of the positives, okay? Yeah. They had some explosiveness, all right? Dorian Singer had four catches, 41 yards. Deuce Robinson had three catches, 44 yards. Every receiver besides two that had a catch, over 12 yards per reception. Brendan Rice had a touchdown and a 12-yard catch. We talked about Zachariah Branch, Dorian Singer. Uh, I thought looked good. Lake McCree. The tight end, I thought, also looked really good. 
So offensively, I thought the O-line played really well. Mm. I thought the receivers played and tight ends played really well. I thought the running backs played really well. I was a little interested with Caleb Williams, though. Um, he threw for 278 yards. Uh, 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 you know, I think what four touchdowns he had. He had some good plays. But, man, did you notice that he got a little banged up there for a second? Like, he didn't. He was kind yeah. of interested. Like, I felt like he was extremely disinterested in that game at, at times. Did, or is that just me? No, I, I mean, I kind of got that that sense, too. And, I mean, he's playing San Jose State. So, he's, he's the type of guy that's probably going to show up, you know, clock in, clock out when he knows that he's playing a lesser opponent. And right. he got that from the plays that he had. He just, like, oh, here, I dropped the snap. Here's a quick touchdown. The one Which, thing I will say, way, I hate uh, that people very quickly. Yes, I hate when people say, "Oh, that was a fantastic play." No, it was a horrible play. He fumbled the snap, threw it up for grabs. Thank God his receiver burned the safety, or they would have been in trouble. Well, that's why everyone's so enamored by him. Is that it's the Patrick Mahomes effect? Like Patrick Mahomes does a lot of crap that, in any other circumstance, luck is always on his side. And if it's not on his side, it's a, a horrendous, stupid turnover. And we just don't get right. a lot of that from Caleb. He just makes mostly great plays because luck is always on his side. I will say this, knowing what happened against Utah and the way that he got injured, I don't know, the way that he got hit a couple times in this game and like he ran to the sideline. There was one play where he comes flying in and crashes into the bench. And I know that's out of his control. I just think we need to be a little wary and USC needs to be a little wary about protecting him better. And I think if Lincoln is smart, he needs to recommend to Caleb to not go too crazy with the scrambling stuff. I know this is his forte. I know that what makes him so great, his shine is the fact that he's improvisational and that he's impossible to, to tackle and he's able to pick up big gains or make crazy throws because he just runs back and forth. But that was what got him hurt against Utah. When he played against a fundamentally sound defense with good, well-coached athletes, I just worry that if they play Utah again, they play Washington, they play Oregon, they don't come after him. Like we've we've got on film how a team shut him down. That was the Utah game. They're all going to try to replicate that. Here's the problem I have with that. Okay. okay. Defensively, they suck. So he's gonna yeah. have to, he's gonna have to make magic happen. I point. get what you're saying, and you're not wrong. Yeah. At the, at the same time, Joe, they suck defensively. That's a good point. So he's going to have to make ma something happen. I completely disagree with you there, bud. I, I just think he's going to have to go off. If they want to get to the playoff, he's going to have to be Superman like he was a year ago. He's going to have to do – Joe, he's going to have to do more than what he did a year ago, even though he was a Heisman Trophy winner. Because if, if you, like that, if you yeah. mean to tell me – that San Jose State can run the ball for seven yards a carry against them. Uh, San Jose 7 State. 7.3. 7.3. Okay, 7.3 yards per carry against them. Then what am I what am I supposed to think? I know Washington lost their running back, and that and that sucks. But you mean to tell me that Oregon and Oregon State and all these other teams aren't going to have the same amount, if not better, success against you in the trenches? So this is San Jose State we're talking about. Yeah, yes. So that's why the concern's team, legit. We saw a team in Notre Dame and Notre Dame face a Navy team that all they do is run. And you saw the difference in what a decent above average, let's call them right now because we don't know what they are, an above mm -hmm. average defense, if not a good defense, 
USC going uh, or Notre Dame going sideline to sideline, stuffing things up the middle. I think they ran for like three something yards per carry. Notre Dame uh, allowed against for Navy, and they're running the ball every single play. San Jose State ran it down their throat, Joe. And that's the problem that I have. So, no, I'm going to disagree with you there and say he's going to have to do more than what he did last year from them to make the playoff. Because if you can't, if you can't justify to me okay. that San Jose State is a decent team, Joe, they might not, they might not win six games. It's I think that I understand where you're coming from, but it, it's less about me saying that he can't do what he did last year and, and you know run back and forth and make these magical plays and stuff like that. Yeah, Yes, they're going to need a lot from him, and he's going to need to do a lot of the same stuff. But my point is, is just be a little bit more protectively cautious of how he's handling himself because he can get hurt again. That style of play leads to injuries. It does. I mean, like, he has gotten hurt in his time in the NFL, and that's what's kept him from winning Super Bowls is when he's dealt with injuries. I agree. Um, I really don't want to put USC in my playoff anywhere near my playoff prediction. Can I tell you something? I mm. might, I might think Texas is better than them. I got to see Texas play first. I got to see him play first before before I agree with Texas that. Texas ain't gonna allow that. Texas won't let San Jose State run for that many yards against them, and you know that. Like Joe, we're talking about. Here's what we're talking about in week zero. You ready? Mm-hmm. Arguably one of the worst front sevens in college football. Yes. One of the worst coached front seven in all of college football, without a question. I will say I regret not putting Washington ahead of USC in my top 10 ranking. Me and too. I should have done that in the first place. We probably both should have. All right. You want to get to the game of the week, the one that they put in prime time? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The one that was easily accessible, not the, you know, the goddamn Pac 12 game. Um, but yeah, yeah that's Ohio. Another thing. Did, wait, did you see what I tweeted though? That I went to a bar in LA. I walked down to a bar by my apartment, walked in. And I said, "Hey, do you guys have the SC game on?" And they were scrambling. They're like, the "SC game." And I went Pac-12 Network, and then somebody finally comes up to me working there and goes, "Oh, we don't. We tried. We don't get it." And then I walked down the street to another bar. Luckily, they had it on. But how insane is that? In the in the city, 15, 30 minutes away, I can't watch the damn game. Whatever. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. It's it's why the Pac-12 is dead. That you that wasn't on Fox or something else that you didn't push to get that on one of the the premier channels. Why wasn't that on FS1? It's it's pathetic, dude. It's pathetic. So the TV ratings will come out Monday. Yeah. They put San Diego State and Ohio over USC. The, the hilarious part about all this, everyone was talking about that game. And there was even a, an, an ounce of a second, not very a likely one, but an ounce of a second where San Jose State was tied and that they could have done some damage. Everyone was talking about the game. No one was watching it. Yeah, because nobody could. Because <laughs> nobody could. All right. Look, I don't know what I want to say about Vandy. We were told – a lot throughout the offseason, Hawaii would get better. They returned a lot of people. They were playing for Maui. A lot of things. <sighs> Poor Vandy. Can okay, here's my thing on them. This is kind of negative, and I'm being really blunt. 
they did they played really very underwhelmingly they allowed hawaii yeah. to climb back into it clark lee they is supposed did. to be a good defensive coach i didn't get any of that I, i'm not gonna waste any more time talking about vanny this year blake <laughs> i'm sorry i've already decided yeah. i was so that, that game was so lame that was not an sec team that i watched i don't know about you but that was like a g a g5 team that is they're worse than last year swan's fun but that team's i'm not spending any more time on them blake yeah i don't i, I don't really want to either dude you know like i mean you gotta come out there swinging brother they did not look great. Poor, yeah. poor. AJ I mean, Spong. bad weather, delay, but. Yeah, but the stadium. But look, I, I got to say this. The Braden kid, the quarterback from Hawaii, he wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah. It's Hawaii boy was out there, back there slinging that pill, man. Yeah. They weren't that bad, dude. You, you got to give them that. They weren't that bad. No. I, I got, but I don't know. My main thing is just. I almost regret spending as much time talking about them on Wednesday as we did. Uh, Pam is in the chat asking for five dollars <laughs> for feet picks. How do we want to react? <laughs> well, we've got a we've got a counter offer. Adam, best I can do is a dollar fifty. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I saw mean, that too. <laughs> I mean this this kind of turned. Uh, Link is in the bio. Five dollar feet picks. Hey Pam, why don't you get on out of here? <laughs> Uh, uh, so going around this on our yeah. on our picks, and then we'll we'll kind of just preview some of the games we'll we'll mention in week one. Yeah. Um, San Diego State, did you watch? Did you watch that game against Ohio? I, that was a fun game, dude. That was a fun game. It was it was a, I I enjoyed it. That game pissed me off, man. Nathan Work Nathan Work was cooking. Nathan Work looked really good. He was like eight for ten for seventy five yards. Or is it Curtis Rourke? The brothers. I forget that. Rourke looked really good. And then he got hurt. And then the other kid comes in and he throws three picks. He was like 18 for 40. I would have won that damn bet, man. I would have that would have my I would have been five and oh if it wasn't for that 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 damn quarterback injury. I, the kid but it was fun. Harris, by the way. Yes. The kid that came in. Yeah. All right. So Yes, Curtis Rourke went eight for ten. He was seventy-five yards. Then got hurt. C.J. Harris comes in eighteen of forty-two, two hundred three yards, one pick or one TD, three picks. Uh, San Diego State was all over him, man. Pissed down your leg, man. Like what? Jalen Maiden, the lefty from San Diego State, and I, I was tw I tweeted this, and this is just so true. That was the most. Uh, uh, what's San Diego State? What's his name? What's the head coach's name again? Uh, God, dog uh, Brady Hoke. That was the most Brady Hoke win of all time. He is less miles with dark hair. Yeah, he, oh, he yeah. is, dude. It is. I was watching that game, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna throw a pick, and then he'd throw a pick, and then Maiden. What Maiden is the chunkiest quarterback i've ever <laughs> seen in my life out there throwing i was like dude it's jared lorenzen it, it, it's jared lorenzen that dude's that dude is a twinkie away from being a being a fat boy o-lineman he is jamarcus russell dumb. reincarnated no no jay russ was not that fat <laughs> not in college, Wait, what you, he wasn't jay russ was 300 pounds come on yeah and, and when he played in the nfl 
Not at LSU, he wasn't. Jay Rush it was abbed up, bro. Uh, My, dude, that, I, Maiden was fun, though. I will, I will concede that. It was, that. Fun. was fun. He looked like a roly-poly out there throwing the football. <laughs> I mean, but uh, it was fun. I will say this. One thing that I would, I, I would, I would say, they renovated San Diego State, right? Like they renovated. It was the first game in the new stadium, and nobody Dragon. showed up. It's not a sports city. It's not a big school with a big fan base. I, I, I I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah, but dude, like you're in prime time, dude. Show up. I actually was thinking. When I was watching, I was like, why the hell didn't I go to this? It's two and a half hours down the road. Like, you probably should have. I No, I wouldn't have been able to react or anything to the other games. But, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. It's kind of lame that there was nobody there. There also was nobody there for uh, New Mexico State UMass, which was really disappointing. That was a fun game. That the hell is – So UMass, dude, I don't know if you know this, got 27 transfers. I didn't and- know that. I didn't know that until I started looking it up, and I heard it during the game. 27 new players from the transfer portal, and for the first time in 40 years, UMass won a week one football game. If there is – you know what's interesting about week zero and we're seeing in UMass? Now, UMass goes down and plays Auburn this week. I think the spread's like 37 and a half. Auburn's going to kill them. I'm going to take them to cover. I might take them to cover. I might take UMass plus 37 and a half. I, that's too big of a spread. Put your money on that now because that's going to shift. A lot of yeah, people are going to go that. down. It's going to go way down. So, look. I have to say I really quickly, though. I do think it's interesting and something that we need to monitor. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Colorado, Colorado and UMass completely revamping themselves in the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. If, though, if both of those teams have – um, very average, even small below average. If they're five and seven, six and six, we're going to have to start having a serious conversation about what the transfer portal does to teams. That right? was the worst team in college football last year. And if they go five and seven, it was the worst seven, team in college huge. football, dude. Yeah. It was the worst team in college football. And they turned it, they actually didn't look half bad. No, they look competitive. The quarterback that they have was, was making some plays. The, the one thing I will add as a former New England football player, um, what a year it is in 2023 to be alive. The world really is coming to an end that UMass and UConn might be competitive in 2023. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, the, When is the last time that that has happened, that both of those teams have been competitive as F- FBS programs? I, it's hilarious. Well, the one thing that obviously uh, – turned for UMass even though they gave up 30 points was defensively they had a fumble recovered a fumble and they had two interceptions you know I look at New Mexico State and I saw somebody say I think it was Sean your buddy Sean said when New Mexico rolled up oh you know lock of the week because they were wearing those that that whatever the same thing I said the same thing but but UMass goes on the road into the desert, has not faced those heats all year, and, dude, all they did was they came out there and they ran the ball for 200 yards. I give Don Brown credit. Don Brown's a good coach. Don Brown's a really good coach. 
Uh, Elk says it's a mass. I don't. Know, I don't know if that's a thing that people. Is it a thing that people? Well, I mean, people it's think? technically right because if you read it here, UMass QB was a beast. It is. Yeah, you, it was. You know. Anyway, all right. So look, we won't Joe talk long on this, but we'll preview just a little until we get here tomorrow, week one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're joining us, if you're newly joining us, hit the like and share. Look, week one's filled with a lot of games. Obviously, we'll talk about LSU, Florida State. We'll talk about. Some of these other pristine matchups. I guess. What do you want to just smallly preview before we get into this tomorrow? Yeah, I think tomorrow we're gonna really spend some time because there's actually, a, it's weird. There's a lot of good games. There's not a lot of great games. Right. I'm excited for TCU Colorado. I have a really bad feeling that that is gonna be a blowout, and we're immediately gonna be like, okay, what the hell did we spend this whole off season talking about Colorado for? Um, I'm excited for South Carolina to get exposed and I'm excited for, uh, Utah to beat the crap out of Florida. That's what I'm excited for. All right. You're going to keep saying that. I'm not afraid of Greg Hurts. Down to their third string quarterback. I'm not, they, their run game is going to be, Graham Mertz isn't going to move the ball. All right. Against Utah's defense. He's not Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson won that game for them last year. He also lost them the game against Vandy. That's not my point. My point is that <laughs> without Anthony Richardson, they can't beat a team like Utah. And without Anthony Richardson, they might beat Vandy. Yeah. Okay. Vandy's bad. Look. You just said that. I, I'm just going to say this. Okay, and I will continue to say it, and as much as you hate it, I will. I don't think Utah's as good as people think that they are. I don't. Well, we said that, and a lot of people were upset on the YouTube, and I don't disagree with that, but I still think that they're better than Florida and that they're going to beat them at home. It's I'm not saying thing. that, but if they don't, if they don't, back-to-back years, you let a subpar, below-average SEC team beat you. You cannot lose this game. The Pac-12, the teams out west got to show that they actually are worth some shit. Yes. Show me that that you want to actually win. Like, show me that you can play a little bit. I agree with that. Uh, USC, UNC. um, This could be the start of the Drake May superstardom, even though he's a superstar now, but superstardom. Um, I know that you're taking UNC. I don't trust them defensively. They are a lot like USC. Joe, UNC defense is ass. They are so bad. Ass. They're I got Drake May. Think about, well, the Caleb, USC's got Caleb Williams. They are horrible. They are horrible defensively. Yeah, but. Spencer Rattler, I'm gonna, you want to hear something? You want to hear something nuts? Uh-huh. Spencer Rattler might go for 350. Drake May's going to go for 400. Went for 500 or 400 against Notre Dame with five touchdowns, but I blame Drew Pine. I do blame I do blame Drew Pine. You won well, the they game. Won, they won that. Yeah, they won the game. So who? So. who, who you trapped me. That's not fair. Um, <laughs> North Carolina is going to win that game, though. North Carolina is uh, going to win that game. We'll see. We'll see. You know what? Uh, in I know that you you hate this, and we'll probably be live before this game happens. Um, LSU and Florida State. And I know that you're probably going to pick Florida State, but 
I think I uh, am. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing now. Don't Actually, apologize to me. I haven't made a decision yet. Don't put that please, on me. I haven't made a decision. Pick Florida State, please. I got to think about it. Please pick Florida. If you pick uh, LSU, they're going to lose. Maybe I need to pick LSU then. <laughs> they're going to lose. Pick them. Pick against them, please. I'm begging everybody to pick against them. By the you way, guys, you can't lose them two years in a row. We can't. What were you going to say? Sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, Jane Daniels gave his entire team beats by Dre. So did uh, so did Sam Mormon. Did he? Yeah, he did. Did he give it to the coaches? I don't know about that. But he did, did it before Daniels. Jane Daniels did. He did it Jane before. Daniels gave Brian Kelly beats by Dre. Brian Kelly doesn't need beats. Uh, actually, he did wear beats all, all uh, pregame during the during the year. Last oh, Brian year. Kelly did. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, they they made fun of him because he was listening to Boosie. You want to talk shit? You want to run your mouth? You want some gangsters out front of your house? We'll set this thing off. How about that? He was listening to that. <laughs> yeah, Louisiana Brian Kelly is different than Indiana Brian Kelly. Think he doesn't uh, have to eat clam chowder. Joe, are you a Notre Dame party? Fan? Are you a Notre Dame fan? Are you Notre Dame lifer? Dustin, Dustin Hill's not playing. Who's Dustin Hill? That kid from Louisiana got in some trouble and um, committed and then signed and then didn't show up to campus for two years because of some interesting things. Is Denver Harris back? Yeah, he's back. Okay, that's good. But he ain't gonna, I don't think he starts. Uh, that's not good. We'll see. It's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be fun. I, I can't. Real my games. Heart, my heart literally can't take it. What do you mean? Like you can't take the, the fact that we've got real football, or like you're stressed about what happens? I, well, the I, State? both. I, I'm stressed. I'm happy. My heart can't take it that everybody else is playing. My heart cannot take LSU again. Look, we've been on two back-to-back national title runs: the women's basketball and baseball. My heart cannot. Ta- I cannot take it. Oh, if they win, you're saying. No, if they lose. Oh, like oh. You know. Well, for your health, I'm hoping that they don't. <laughs> Me too. Um, I think it's a good question. Over under uh passing yards by Alabama or passing attempts by Alabama says Elks. Who they gotta have a crappy team week one. Who are they playing? Like Middle Tennessee, I believe. hundred and sixty. Passing attempts? Oh yards. Oh, yards. Yards uh, and attempts. 30 said, passing no, attempts. They'll go for 200 passing yards. They'll 160 go. yards, 35 passing attempts. I say they only complete. Who's your starting quarterback? Who do you think rolls out there before I we bet, get out of here? I bet uh, Milrow starts, Ty Simpson plays, and then Buckner finishes the game because Saban Oh, my God. If that happens. I bet there's three turnovers. And everyone's gonna have a meltdown, and we're gonna have we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> and you know what's gonna happen? Well, everybody will pick Texas to beat them. Okay, week two, and then they'll and find. Bam is gonna win. Yeah, Bam is gonna win. That's how it's gonna happen. You better remember this. Uh, Devin Brown looking like he's gonna start for Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I hate that number he wears. Let's give him a worse number. What's like? Can we wear like fifty-two or something like that? Let's give him a worse one. Forty-seven. Oh, that's ugly. What did you wear? Uh, in which college? College. Or college? college. I actually wore sixty-two in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a center yeah. number. I wanted to be sixty-three for Jeff Saturday. Uh, 
I wanted 54, but I had to wrestle a farmer to come do it, and I wasn't doing that. 54 That's was the number that I chose or wanted to wear. Uh-huh. I was 41, which is a eh, long snapper number, typical long snapper number. Has to have an, a one in it. That's my thing. Yeah. Oh, All right. who was number 98 for Michigan? Remember that quarterback that wore 98? Bernard Robinson. No, it wasn't Robinson. Robinson was 16. Remember? Uh, he wore 16. Uh, oh, my, oh, my God. But there was, was a quarterback that wore 98. That was disgusting. Oh, uh, Devin Gardner. Devin Gardner, that's it. Mm. Brady Hoke quarterback. Brady Hoke quarterback. Wasn't better than what's your name from San Diego State, though. All right, we're out of here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. I better go cook me, grill me some ribeyes, man. Ooh, that sounds good. It does. We'll see y'all tomorrow, guys. Peace.